I'm Marianne Kolbesak-McGee, Executive Editor at Information Security Media Group. I'm here at HIM 16 speaking with Mac McMillan, Chief Executive Officer at security consulting firm Synergistec. Mac will be discussing some of the emerging cybersecurity challenges and threats that he sees facing the healthcare sector. Hi, Mac. Hi, Marianne. How are you? Good. So now, Mac, as we know, we've been seeing a lot of healthcare sector organizations falling victim to cyber attacks and most recently ransomware. What are your thoughts about this and what should these organizations be doing to stay ahead of the game here? So first of all, my first thought is that, is that what you're seeing is only, is only the tip of the iceberg. It's not all of the incidents that are occurring out there. It's happening much more frequently than what we see in the press. Unfortunately, that means that a lot of organizations are actually capable of either fending against those or, or catching them very quickly and, and dealing with them effectively. And I think that's the real message is that for those organizations that aren't where they need to be, you need to get there. We need to start paying attention more, paying more attention to to our security. Uh, we need to put the right controls in place. We need to invest in the technologies that are going to give us the ability to detect those things more more quickly, and to respond to them and recover so that they don't disrupt our business. And where do you see these organizations skimping on the most, or maybe they're just not aware they should be doing certain things that they're not doing? Well. Clearly, if you believe the statistics that get reported each year that, that literally just came out this past month in terms of some of the surveys, we're still not spending hardly a fraction on security that other industries spend. We don't have the resources and, and personnel. Uh, we're not spending money on the, on the right technologies or enough technology. And we're not engaging the right partners to help help us do the things that we need to do more effectively. And what about the ransomware attacks that we're seeing? What can organizations do to get a better handle on that? And I've also heard that there's some cases where the attackers actually disable the backup tapes first or the backup material before they go up and lock the data. What do you do? It's a really tough one right now. It's one of the things I talked about today is that a lot of instances, they're not just encrypting the production environment, but they're encrypting the backup environment as well. And then all of a sudden the question is, do we have a third copy of that data that's offline? And if we do, do we even have a, an alternate location or, or the equipment that we could even stand up and reconstitute the environment? Those are real hard questions for hospitals to have to, have to answer, and they're, they're questions that they need to answer. But there's three things that they need to focus on. The first one is they need to focus on protections, and one of the big, big areas in protection that they need to focus on is user awareness, user education, because a lot of these attacks are occurring because users are doing things that are dangerous. They're downloading a document that they don't recognize or clicking on a message that comes from somewhere that, that they don't know or they're clicking on an attachment or they're going to a website on a work computer uh, etc. And we need to educate them better on what they're doing and the choices they're making and, and the things that they're clicking on, number one. Number two, we need to focus on our other protections in terms of the things that we're doing from a blo- what I call a blocking and tackling perspective. In other words, are we hardening systems? Are we making sure that we have up-to-date software and operating systems, not obsolete systems? Are we patching and, and paying attention to change control and configuration management? And then the other two areas, the second one is, is our detection capabilities. We have got to get away from relying on just signature-based technology to protect us because most of these attacks today, we don't know the signature, which means they're going to come right past those protections and they're going to, and they're going to infect us. And, and if we don't do a better job of being able to detect them by deploying other more advanced malware detection capabilities that have heuristic-based engines that, that actually look for an anomalous signatures, meaning I don't know you as good, I don't know you as bad, I just don't know you, so therefore I'm going to 
quarantine you or put you in a sandbox. I'll execute you out there. If, if you're good, I'll let you in. If you're not good, then you don't come in at that point. But, but I don't let you in if I don't know you. We need to absolutely do more of that. And last but not least, we need to solve that problem that you talked about a moment ago, which is do we really have solid recovery processes and, and procedures, and can we actually recover from one of these events? And what about elevated privileges? What should organizations be doing to prevent those from being stolen and then used? That's a great question because elevated privileges are a goldmine for the attacker, right? Because once I get a hold of one of those, there's almost nothing I can't do in the environment depending on what the level of your, your protections. So what we should be doing, quite frankly, is one, we should be eliminating them to just the, the necessary number that we need. The second thing we should be doing is we should be encrypting those and we should understand that we can no longer pass information that's sensitive in the clear on our network behind our four walls because the bad guy might be behind our four wall right there with us watching. But even after we encrypt it, we need to apply a second factor minimally to those privileges so that you don't just have to identify the credential and break it, that break the encryption, but you also have to, to get around that second factor. But last but not least, if you can afford it, go ahead and vault those things meaning make them perishable. Don't let them be persistent on the network so that the bad guy only has a very short period of time that he or she can exploit them. And during that very short period of time, they got to do all those things I talked about. Man, and once you do that, you make it really hard for them to get those. And what about endpoint security? Where does that fit into all of this? It's another very important component of it because our networks are no longer inside our firewall. We have all kinds of systems out there that are connected, and we need to pay attention to our endpoints, and we need to have protections out there. I think one of the things that we need to do before we start deploying a lot of things on the endpoint is we need to decide whether or not data needs to be on that endpoint point in the first place, meaning do a better job of data management. If we don't have sensitive information on that endpoint, then it's less at risk. But the thing about that endpoint that we do have to pay attention to is that endpoint can also be corrupted, that endpoint can also be affected, and then it can affect the rest of the network when it connects legitimately. So we have to have protections on that endpoint as well. Finally, anything else in terms of the sorts of cyber attacks we've been seeing? Do you think they're going to get worse? Are there new attacks that we need to be ready for? And what, what else do you think we'll see this year? Well, like I said, first thing is understand that there's more going on out there than what you're seeing, and it is a persistent threat. I think also understand that it, it's going to evolve, and we're going to see new variants, uh, just like Lockheed was a new variant. The virus that was used against Hurley up, up in Flint was a new variant. And the bad guys are figuring out that, you know, that you throw a new variant at an organization and nine times out of ten you're going to get in. Because it's very difficult for the good guys to defend against those until they see them. And so by the time when those things first come out, by the time the good guys actually identify it, figure out what it is, figure out what the fix is, somebody still has to apply the fix to all their systems. And so there's a period of time where that attack is going to remain effective. And that's what they're counting on. Thanks, Mac. I've been speaking to Mac McMillan. I'm Marianne Kolbesak-McGee of Information Security Media Group. Thanks for listening.